Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, InfoWars.com, Band.video. Maybe maybe everybody's a nerd to this already. Maybe I need to, but good Lord. I mean, good Lord. Today, we have more stuff to talk about. You could possibly imagine, uh, honestly. We're just going to try, we're going to try to get to all of it. But there is so much, I mean, Russia moving nuclear bombers. The migrant crisis in New York being exposed, murderous schemes to kill COVID patients for money, the Ron DeSantis-Trump rivalry heating up. I mean, it's just – it's across the board today. So let's just get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 25th of May, 2023. Chicago health officials sound alarm on monkeypox surge ahead of Pride Month. Chicago health officials encouraged gay and bisexual men especially to get vaccinated against monkeypox before the June Pride celebrations. Because it is, in fact, a homosexual, sexually transmitted disease. That's that's the reality. I think out of an abundance of caution, I think for the health of everyone, uh, no, no Pride celebrations. This year, it's it's just not worth the risk. Stay home, wear your mask, get vaccinated, but no parades. Okay, no celebrations, no banner hanging. And if you disagree with that, if you claim that this is because we just want to shut down pride events, well, now you're spreading health misinformation. You'll be kicked off the Internet, silenced for spreading that lie. No, this is about health. So if you question our measures, you are the bad one. You are the conspiracy theorist. The WHO, YouTube, and all of the big tech companies will silence you for daring to suggest that we're just using a disease as an excuse to to do tyrannical things. How dare you suggest that? No, pride is shut down. No parades, no nothing. Health. Health, folks. It's a health emergency. I should be president. Uh, Meanwhile, driver of U-Haul that rammed White House gate is not a U.S. citizen, prosecutors say. The man accused of ramming a U-Haul truck into barriers near the White House earlier this week isn't a U.S. citizen, authorities said Wednesday. Sai Varshith Kandula, 19-year-old from suburban St. Louis, wore an orange jail-issued jumpsuit in his brief courtroom appearance, his first since Monday incident, when prosecutors requested pre-trial detention. A government prosecutor told the court that Kandula is not a citizen or lawful permanent resident. Oh, look at that. The, The Nazi terrorist is an illegal immigrant. Isn't that something? Isn't that interesting? And indicative. Meanwhile, Oath Keeper Stuart Rhodes set to get sentenced today for seditious conspiracy on January 6th. Didn't go in the Capitol, didn't hurt anybody, wasn't even on Capitol grounds on January 6th, but he still faces up to 25 years in prison. Unless we can elect a Republican governor who can pardon him. Just an utterly horrific and egregious fate. For this peaceful, peaceful, lawful protester exercising his First Amendment rights. 
and we'll get into that a little bit later. Just absolutely horrifying what they do to people in this country for simply opposing them with their words. Unbelievable. Meanwhile, DeSantis, under immediate pressure to bounce back after embarrassing campaign launch, launch, failure to launch, Ron DeSantis' campaign launch fizzled like one of Elon Musk's early rocket prototypes. (laughs) The Florida governor has been preparing for months to run for president, but his official campaign launch committed a cardinal political sin, offering his opponents, especially ex-president Donald Trump, an opening to turn him into an object of ridicule. Ridicule him, we will. Stay tuned, folks. Also, in the line of a seditious conspiracy, Arkansas man who put his feet on the desk of House Speaker Pelosi's office gets 4.5 years in prison. 4.5 years in prison for the crime of putting his boot on Nancy Pelosi's desk. What do you even say to that? It's Thursday, May 25th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video, where you share those videos, share those links. Very glad to have you here with us today. We just have so... So much to cover. It's going to be hard to get to all of it. Let's begin with the big event last night. Oof. Oof is my commentary. It really sums it all up. O-O-F. Oof on all of this. DeSantis. (laughs) I mean, even the way CNN covers this shows you how bad it is. DeSantis is under immediate pressure to bounce back after embarrassing campaign launch. So I admit I was wrong. I'm I'm not too proud to admit that I've been wrong once, and it was yesterday when I said I thought it was kind of a good idea for Ron DeSantis to do a, a Twitter Spaces campaign launch. I, I liked I liked the idea. I liked Elon Musk getting in there, showing that you know Ron DeSantis wasn't by himself. He actually had like allies like Elon Musk that could help him. That was kind of a cool coalition building. I like the idea of using Twitter Spaces because it's interactive. Because it's something other than TV or even YouTube. It's something that's new and increasingly popular and gives this sense of real participation in the political process. Where instead of just being a passive viewer, at least with Twitter spaces, you have like the option of like there's your little icon right there in the room with the guy. And maybe you could do town halls this way, pick on people to to speak. I thought it was kind of a cool use of technology. I was wrong. I was wrong in all of that. It was bad. It was a bad thing. It was not good. It was technically it didn't work. It glitched out. I couldn't even like find the space on my phone. It's like, you know, I got got two year old and a newborn. So if, if I'm doing anything while I'm at home, it's like half trying to like stop somebody from jumping off of a kitchen counter while I'm like trying to scroll through and I like can't find anything on my phone and it's just it's hard to watch. It's like it was inconvenient. It was glitchy. It was pathetic, honestly, and it didn't have the spectacle. I mean, whether you like it or not, American politics is all about the spectacle. It's something Donald Trump understood from the very beginning and is a master at. This was like hearing 
the morning announcements over your PA system. There was no visual at all, right? So it was just audio. And there was no, like, these speeches where you're coming out and laying out your policy and hitting the big points. They, the speeches are written in a way to have massive cheers after every line, right? You want, like, a stadium full of people cheering your every word. You want to get that energy up and get the the unification of, of everybody coming behind you and cheering your word. And this was just like quiet, just Ron DeSantis talking, totally silent, like little icons popping up on Twitter spaces, not the same, hearing the cheers of a crowd. So it, it just, it didn't work. It just didn't work. There's uh, the Drudge Report, don't say glitch, <laughs> DeSantis launch, war, the war on woke. And like even his speech was just, not good. It's not good. I mean, it was pre-written, right? It sounded canned. Ron Sanders does not have a charismatic voice. Kind of sounds like a nerd. And I collect swords and watch anime, so it's, yeah, you don't want a guy like me calling you a nerd. That's not good. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. And it has become a, uh, a great source of ridicule across the internet. Here's how CNN covered it. Ron DeSantis' campaign launch fizzled like one of Elon Musk's early rocket prototypes. The Florida governor has been preparing for months to uh, to run for president, but his official campaign launch committed a cardinal political sin, offering his opponents, especially ex-president Donald Trump, an opening to turn him into an object of ridicule. First, DeSantis made the unorthodox choice to make his long-awaited run official not among regular voters, but on Twitter Spaces audio stream alongside Musk, the billionaire owner of the social media platform, which meant the biggest moment in his political career played out through a disembodied voice. Yes, exactly. Worse, the launch interview was delayed and plagued by glitches. The cliche that the best day of any presidential campaign candidate's campaign is when they first announce it will not apply to DeSantis, who managed to obliterate his own message. Oh, boy. And even when the event got up and running, it felt more like a fan fest for Musk, as various conservative opinion leaders called in to boost DeSantis, but often seemed more effusive about his host. It came across like he was a talk radio host, not the future leader of the world, former Trump administration communications director uh, Griffin told CNN's Anderson Cooper. Well, what if a talk radio show host is the future leader of the world? That's all I'll say about that. Now, this video was posted. This was posted on Twitter with somebody saying Trump just posted this on his Instagram. I don't actually know if this was on his Instagram or not. But here's a, uh, here's a little recording, clip number four, of uh, last night's Twitter space with uh, Ron DeSantis announcing his presidency. All the old names were there. Dick Cheney, Elon Musk. Ron DeSantis, George Soros, and of course, Satan himself, the Prince of Darkness. Let's go now to the recording of uh, last night's Twitter space with Ron DeSantis' announcement. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello. Is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we... Hello. Can you hear me? We can all hear you, George. Can you just hold on for a second? Hilfa, I don't think they can hear me. <coughs> I hear you fine, George. Just speak to the I don't microphone. think George knows how to use Twitter. Hello. Uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Everyone just... Hello. Just shut up, George. Can somebody just mute George? <coughs> Dick, could you try not to cough on the... <coughs> okay, so how are we going to take out Trump, you guys? Guys from the FBI, this is not a private call. This is a public Twitter space. Everyone can listen in. Damn it. 
uh, anyway, guys, we uh, invited everyone to this uh, this Twitter space so Governor Ron DeSantis could. <coughs> everyone just shut the hell up so I can make my announcement, okay? You go, girl. Wait, the devil is gay? So what? Everyone in this call is gay. I happen to know every single one of you has a secret gay Guys, can we please just calm down? <coughs> <coughs> So anyway, guys, I just wanted to announce that I'm... Okay, I can hear the governor very well. Shut up, Would you please shut up already? I'm running for president, okay? Yeah, we kind of already knew about it. We already know, governor. Congratulations, governor. Uh, Well, that concludes our Twitter space for today. Thank you to all of our... Hold your horses, Elon. The real president is going to say a few words. The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I'm putting both your asses in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 2024 presidential ass. Trump 2024, baby. Let's go. Honestly, that was the only, you know, real disappointment the whole night trump missed a massive opportunity here i think the best thing trump could have done yesterday would just be sign into his twitter account and just appear in the twitter spaces if you've never been to twitter spaces i should just explain this to people this is how bad the, the presidential launch was it happened on a thing that most people most normal people like i was talking to my family about it yesterday and like it takes me like like yeah twitter spaces and they're like the twitter what <laughs> like we don't people normal people don't even know what twitter spaces are so it's it's just like a live streaming platform where it's just audio and it's just like a chat room or like a, an open phone call essentially where everybody can tune in and if you are listening your icon pops up and you can either you know send emojis to show how you're reacting to what's being said, or you can like request request to speak and actually join in the conversation. So the best thing Trump could have done just be signed into his Twitter account and just entered the room, just just listened in. Wouldn't that have been great? Because obviously Trump's Twitter account has been reactivated since Elon Musk purchased. He hasn't tweeted anything and apparently hasn't accessed his account since then. Yesterday would have been the day. It would have been really funny just to see that that iconic picture profile profile picture of trump appearing in the twitter spaces would have shook ron DeSantis to the core and that would have been the big story that that would have dominated headlines donald trump returns to twitter he didn't he wouldn't have to say anything he wouldn't have to request to speak or interrupt just listen in just listen in and let that little profile picture do all the talking for him that would have been a real coup d'etat a real blow to his uh campaign but it was embarrassing we'll take your calls on this and what you thought uh, thought about all of this later i'm gonna say i'm feeling more and more confident every day in my decision to support trump wholeheartedly iodine is naturally acquired through the soil which is at the foundation of our entire food supply modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine 
stabilized in an activated triiodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. Turbo Force Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy, Turbo Force Plus, now in a canister, stronger, and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com, back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof, sold out for over two years. Just going to get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. In Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. And to institute AI. This new is made by uh, Chase Geyser, laying its foundation on guest host here, unenforced host of the One American Podcast. Such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect. Kind of awesome, kind of creepy. Happiness. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Apparently, he fed 30 minutes should not be of for light and our voices into this AI machine, have shown that and has me and Owen and Alex Jones reading the Declaration of Independence. Kind of cool, kind of inspiring, kind of awesome. Also, extremely creepy. I don't know how I feel about it. Also, apparently, uh, the voice sample that he used for Owen, Owen at one point is doing a fake British accent. And so uh, Owen's AI incarnation has uh, a slight British, British twang. It is absolutely crazy what AI is capable of. So from now on, if you ever hear me say anything that's just unconscionable and, and objectionable, it's not me. It was the AI. It was the AI. I cannot be held accountable for anything I say anymore. How do you know it's not fake, huh? It is kind of weird. Honestly, like after seeing that, my family was like, okay, we need a code word. We need some sort of code word to determine whether we are really us when we like talk to each other on the phone or something. It's an extremely common scam actually somebody tried to pull it on my grandma just a few days ago calling using my sister's phone number 
calling my grandma and saying, hey, this is my sister's name and, uh, you know, asking for money. Luckily, my grandmother didn't fall for it. But, like, it's it's very creepy what scammers are able to do now. I mean, they weren't using an AI generator, a voice generator, but that's only going to make it easier for them to do what they already do, which is they'll, like, find your social media, find information about you, find your family members, call your family member, spoof your phone number so it shows up as, you know, your phone number on their phone when they go to answer. And then they have information about you. They can say, like, oh, I'm here with whoever, you know, knowing who your friends are, who your family is, in order to give uh, legitimacy to their scams. It's uh, getting uncertain out there, getting very uncertain. Yeah, it's a a cool video. It's cool hearing the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, it's something that we should probably just just read like once a week. And uh, you just change a couple names here or there. There you go. Uh, Declaration of Independence as read by AI-generated voice clones of Alex Jones, Owen Schroyer, and Harrison Smith. Creepy. Very creepy. But also kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Absolutely wild. But yeah, you just change a couple names around, and like all of the claims of Declaration of Independence are... Just as, if not even more valid now than they were in 1776. Really, really makes you think about where we are as a country these days. We could just play the whole thing. It's ten minutes long, though, or nine minutes long. We just don't have time for it. But if you're interested in seeing that, go check it out on uh, Chase's social media. I've retweeted it on my uh, Twitter and and re-whatevered it on Instagram as well. All right, but we have a lot of actual real stuff to talk about here. And some of these videos, I mean, they're long, but I just want to go, I want to go to them. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to all of them, but there's a new undercover video from Project Veritas. There's a semi-undercover report by Tom Renz. Firsthand witnesses attesting hospital deliberately hastened the death of COVID patients. Again, I want to show these whole things, but maybe we'll just start with this, and we'll see how long, uh, how far into the video we get. The whole thing's about six and a half minutes. You can find it on Tom Renz's is um, social media. It's a report he's calling "Killing Floor." Clip number eleven. Firsthand witnesses attest hospital deliberately hastened the death of COVID patients. This was going on across the country, and really gives you a, a deep insight into how these dynamics actually work because it sounds unbelievable. Doctors just killing their patients, nurses and doctors working together, knowingly ending the lives of patients just for the benefit of COVID numbers or just get like the hospital some extra money. It seems beyond belief, and yet it does happen. question is how does this dynamic play out in real time? Well, Thomas Renz has broken down the veil of secrecy. Going out of clip number 11. This is Tom Renz's report, The Killing Floor. Incentivized murder, it says. The following recording is a conversation between two hospital workers. TomRenz.com. That you were never meant to hear. I didn't even ask for this transfer. But because I mean, you know the politics. If you complain or stir it. Right. 
something, I'll shut you yeah. up and move you out. Yeah, because I... But I, I couldn't live with I mom. asked um, Keisha, I say, uh, what's, okay, are we hospitable or what's the deal? She said that Dr. Spiegel said this floor is going to be his patients. I don't have to always do the... So we are, we're killing the patients on this floor. Because mm-hmm. they what he's asking us. Well, other floors don't want to do it. Yeah. I couldn't sleep at night. I, I just... And then when that nurse practitioner, when you got that patient to do the morphine, and you're like, she doesn't need it. And I was just like, this is what I'm talking about. It's, yeah, it's not right. They're okay. They're okay. They're comfortable. They're comfortable. We can tell when they're in pain. We can You got the other nurses to come in and say, and I'm just like, I know, that's what they're doing. So as you can follow the story and more at TomRins.com. How did you or did they know that there were that there were people hastening death? I know that because I spoke to one of the nurses one morning when I was when I was opening one morning on the floor. I work on the unit, and he was totally upset because the night nurse didn't do her job. And I was like, and I questioned him. I said, why, why are you so mad? I mean, what do you mean she didn't do her job? And he basically said that she didn't go up on the morphine drip and take care of business. Now he has to do it and he has to take care of it. So at that point, yeah, at that point, I didn't know that nurses did that. I I did have a concern about the morphine drip, the old palliative care, because it's, Again, this is just the very beginning of this report. It goes on for another uh, about four minutes. They were killing people, folks. There's no statute of limitations for murder. This is just the beginning of our struggle for justice in this regard. Just weeks ago, I warned the world that the globalists were going to move against Tucker Carlson to take him off the air. People said, no way, he's the most popular ever happened. They've got quadrillions in stolen money. They only had Tucker Carlson on the air because they believed they could control him. But as soon as they figured out they couldn't, he was taken off the air. It's the same thing with InfoWars. But InfoWars is not owned by Fox or controlled by George Soros or owned by Spotify like Joe Rogan. We are only beholden to our viewers and our listeners. And when you support us, we're unstoppable. I'm not underwritten by Rupert Murdoch or by George Soros. I'm underwritten by you, which is we the people. So I want to thank you for your support and encourage viewers and listeners to understand Please don't take InfoWars for granted. We're barely hanging on. We need your word of mouth, your prayer, and your financial support while getting great products at the same time at InfoWarsStore.com. So don't procrastinate. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get amazing products that keep us on the air, and never submit to these tyrants. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. These things are getting weird here at American Journal. I honestly don't even know where to go next. I mean, it's actually... It's actually not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, my God, everything's so terrible out of nowhere to go. It's like part of it is. I mean, part of the things are terrible. Got Stuart Rhodes 
to be sentenced today. Yeah, I'm get his actual name here. Richard Barnett of Arkansas. He just got 4.5 years in prison for putting his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I mean, even the calumny, even the lies about Vladimir Putin have never made a claim like that. You could see the American headlines, right? Vladimir Putin, tyrant, throws a man in jail, a father, a grandfather, a 62-year-old hardworking man in Russia gets thrown in jail for nearly five years for putting his feet on Putin's desk. I mean, this is the type of ridiculous tyranny and authoritarianism that we're fighting. This is the death of democracy. It's not hard to just see this with an unbiased eye and see exactly what it is. A man is being thrown in prison for 4.5 years for putting his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Okay? This is tyranny. This is ridiculous. You disrespect the Speaker of the House. Now the next half decade of your life, you'll be in a concrete box. My God. Think about what your life has been through the last four and a half years. Think about all the... Thanksgivings and Christmases and birthdays, meaningful moments in your kids' lives that they'll never get to experience again. Yeah, he didn't get to experience any of that. Why? Because he disrespected Nancy Pelosi. He disrespected her desk. He put his feet on furniture. Well, send him away then to the gulag. Again. Not good. Not good stuff there, but... The rest of this stuff, kind of pretty good. Obviously, we have the outcome and the continuing drama over boycotts, destroying Target and Bud Light and Miller Lite. There's updates from the Nazi white supremacist terrorist that tra- crashed the U-Haul truck at the White House. Turns out he is, in fact, a non-citizen. I'd even go so far as to say an illegal immigrant. Wow. What a surprise. I realize that makes like makes last like at least three terror attacks committed by non-citizens. Hmm, interesting. Then we also have a lot of news about immigration. I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know if it's good or bad. I mean it's it's sort of a double-edged sword. The bad part is that The DHS and the Biden administration is clearly doing everything they can to bring in as many illegal immigrants as possible, destroy our border, flood our country, bankrupt our people, replace our population. Good news is that they're being sued over it. I mean, that is good. I'm glad that they're being sued over it. We'll get into the details of that in just a second, but sort of of not that great. Sort of like I... Being like, yeah, I got ice cream at the hospital, (laughs) okay? But first I got stabbed and then got sent to the hospital. But I did get ice cream while I was there, so, you know. It's not a good thing, but hey, at least you got ice cream. At least they're being sued for destroying our country. Again, we'll get into that. Same thing with just the political situation with subpoenas and contempt of Congress charges and all these measures being taken by Republicans against the overpowered spy state that is just refusing to 
be under the control of the duly elected Congress. Like we're, we're just seeing it play out in real time that our spy state is unleashed, unrestricted, does not comport to the actual separation of powers and the oversight of Congress. Like this really is literally in our face right in front of us, the destruction of our democracy, the destruction of our republic, the destruction of rule of law and limitations of the powers of government. Like it's being destroyed actively in front of us as we speak. Now the Republicans are actually trying to stand up against this. They're threatening contempt of Congress charges and lawsuits and these sorts of things to try to reassert their lawful position as having oversight over the FBI and the other apparatuses, spy organizations. But again, it's like ice cream at the hospital. This is the death whales of a country. And there's, I mean, there's more Project Veritas. So again, it's like I don't even know where to start. Let's start with um, race, I guess. Why not? We covered the story yesterday of the New York City professor who first attacked some pro-life students before then holding a machete to a reporter's neck, threatening to uh, cut his throat. She's been uh, fired, so that's nice. NYC professor Shalene Rodriguez turns, in, turns herself into cops after threatening post reporter with a machete. The manic Manhattan arts professor who held a machete to a post reporter's neck and threatening to chop him up. Surrendered to police Thursday, Shalene Rodriguez, 45, was caught on camera wielding the blade and spewing menacing remarks Tuesday outside of her Bronx apartment. We showed you that video yesterday. She's now turned herself in. You know, part of me wants to be like, oh, my God, this this modern world. But there's I could see something like this happening. Like You could see an old newspaper report that's like. A professor goes mental, starts threatening people. But back then it would be like, okay, this person is clearly severely mentally ill. There's something wrong with this person, and they just went crazy. Could happen to anybody, I guess. We don't know. We got to get to the bottom of it. But what's happening here is more just like a natural progression of the insanity being purposefully fostered and created and weaponized across the country. Like this isn't the outcome of just like everything's going normal, everybody's – behaving normally and then one person just goes insane and starts threatening people with a knife no this is perfectly in line with the manufactured insanity of the left where they are told over and over again that if you are pro-life you're being violent or if you're pro yeah if you're pro-life you're being violent against the pro-choice people your speech is violence and as a black woman in america any white man standing near you is an existential threat and you have a right to hold a knife to their throat and threaten them, and you're in the right in that situation. So it's it's a little bit different than it used to be. I'm, I imagine we're going to see a, a little bit more of this type of thing in the very near future. Speaking of just created insanity and well-funded programs of chaos and violence, Black Lives Matter teeters on the brink of insolvency. After $8.5 million loss in 2022, financial disclosures reveal the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, the global parent of all BLM, ran an $8.5 million deficit while they continued to give out seven-figure salaries and contracts to relatives of the founder, Patrice (laughs) Colors. 
Oh, my God. To be a leftist, man. To be a left, just to be above the law. To just be able to sit back and rake in millions of dollars. And literally, this woman is like giving a one point something million dollar salary to her like sister for uh, like counseling. Just nothing. Just just open theft. Just in your face theft. It's not like this is just coming out. This is the same woman that has bought all the mansions over the last year. But I guess she deserves it. I guess she and her whole family deserve to enrich themselves by millions of dollars. Because after all, without them, I mean, who would have who would have raised the crime rates? Who would have caused the massive spike in murders? Who would have clogged up the justice system and eliminated the rule of law and caused all of the racial strife? I mean, I think they deserve a little bit of compensation for being the cultural terrorist arsonists that they are. You're not going to believe where their money is starting to come from. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine most iodine is bound to other elements you don't absorb it we have x3 all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body x3 is now back in stock at infowarstore.com it's being sold out for over six months for 25 percent off x3 back in stock take action now infowarstore.com i have been in a 28 year marathon battle with a globalist I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blake Grange in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. Awesome. The crew is constantly coming up with new stuff here. Support us, won't you, by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Make it so easy for you to support this singular outlet for truth. This little battleship America, awash in a sea of lies. Infowarsstore.com. That's the way that you support us. It's the only way we get support. 50% off Brainforce Plus, 25% off Survivor Shield X3, 25% off Turbo Force Plus. 
Plus the charcoal toothpaste is back in stock. Just so many great products at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there today. Find something that's a good fit for you, and you'll get a massive discount. And rest easy knowing you're supporting InfoWars and this revolution against the anti-human forces that are doing everything they can to finalize their takeover of the planet. We'll take your calls in the second hour about any topics, but I do want to hear what people thought about DeSantis' announcement yesterday. Now we're going to continue to talk about Black Lives Matter now, and it's uh, viewer discretion advised, I should say. It's going to get bad. We have a lot of stuff to talk about here. But first, it starts off kind of funny, gets hilarious, then gets just horrifying and tragic. So this is a roller coaster ride that we'll all take together. Story from Post Millennial. Black Lives Matter teeters on the brink of insolvency after $8.5 million loss in 2022. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what any actual purposeful good organization could do with $8.5 million in a single year? What has Black Lives Matter done? Driven up the crime rates, demonized police, aggravated racial strife across the country. Just nothing good. Nothing good for anybody. The primary recipients of their evil have been the black Americans they claim to champion as the massive spike in crime, specifically murder rates, almost exclusively affected the black community. This is their fault. Yet they are sitting on piles of cash so unbelievably huge, and it's only getting bigger. Just wait. Just wait for the next story. Just wait to hear where all of this money went. According to the organization's 2022 tax returns, one of the family members of Patrice Kohler's, Coolers, the leader of this who – yeah, you know her. Uh, Paul Kohler's, Patrice's brother, was paid $126,000 salary as the head of security. The bodyguard with no previous experience made a total of $1.6 million between him and his two security companies. <laughs> no experience. No actual bodyguard duties, but hey, you gotta gotta come up with something to write on the line. So it look doesn't look like you're just openly stealing millions of dollars, millions, millions of dollars. These people are stealing. Black Lives Matter only raised nine point three million in 2022, down from seventy seven million in 2021 and ninety million in 2020. Just inordinate, ungodly amounts of money being poured into this organization. None of it has gone to the black community. None of it has improved the black community in the slightest. It has only devastated that same community. $90 million in a single year, $70 million the next year. And the best they can do is uh, kill a bunch of black people. I could do it for way cheaper. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if the whole point of your organization If the outcome of it at the end of the day is just 10,000 extra young black men are dead because you stop police from policing the people that kill young black men, young black men. I'm just saying if the outcome is just a bunch of dead black people, I mean, do you really need to spend that much money doing it? Like in Ukraine. I could die. I mean – I could kill way more people for way less money. These people are just, they're wasteful is what they are. 
Therese Cooler resigned as executive director in May 2021 after the public learned she'd spent $3.2 million on four separate houses on top of other lavish expenses. Prior to her resignation, she was accused of funneling $238,000 to a company that belonged to a father of her child. Paul Keminar, an attorney for the National Legal and Policy Center Watchdog Group, said while Patrice Cullers was forced to resign due to charges of using Black Lives Matter funds for her personal use, it looks like she's still keeping it all in the family. Another board member and friend of Kohler's earned $1.7 million for management and consulting services. He's accused of diverting these donations to his own coffers and intentionally took calculated steps to prevent those same resources from being used by Black Lives Matter for on-the-ground movement work. The lawsuit announced in September accused Howard of stealing $10 million from the group and was using the donations as his, quote, personal piggy bank. I guess you do have to ask the question, like, is it... Is it not better that it's just stolen? Is it not better that the money is just stolen rather than going towards what it's intended for, which is destroying law and order in this country and paving the way and setting the foundation for an even greater and more horrific crime spike? Maybe it's just better that they just steal the money and it just goes towards their gaudy, repugnant mansions rather than you know, destroying law and order in this country. I don't know. It's sort of a lose-lose, I guess. Win-win for them because, hey, the more, uh, the more black people that get murdered, the more they can claim that that's because of white supremacy and uh, raise more money off of it. To me, this is all just sort of a self-fulfilling scam. You raise money off the high murder rates of the black community, and you use that money to both enrich yourself and further destroy the black community. You take the evidence of the destroyed black community and say, see, we need more money. See, it's kind of a cyclical pattern they have going here. It's very sophisticated, I think. It just goes on and on. I mean they just name like basically everybody this woman knows and how they are all paid millions of dollars for doing absolutely nothing. Most of it consulting. Consulting services. The sister of former Black Lives Matter board member Raymond Howard was also employed in a lucrative role as a consultant. Daniel Edward, uh, Danielle Edwards' firm New Impact Partners was paid $1.1 million for consulting services in 2022. So again, just a lot of money going to the friends and family members of the leadership of Black Lives Matter as the whole thing is in fact a massive scam. People are still donating money to it, calling you racist if you don't. And that's a lot of money. Look, $70 million in a single year, $90 million in a single year. That is such an ungodly amount of money. But it's like they have some sort of system worked out of matching donations with you, the taxpayer. Because U.S. cities have already paid a record $80 million to people injured in the 2020 racial justice protests. That's a headline from The Guardian. Translation here. American taxpayers have paid out $80 million to the very people who destroyed their cities, burnt them down, attacked the police, caused all of the chaos and the billions of dollars in damage in 2020. Not only have they not been treated like the January 6th protesters, not even investigated by the FBI, never sent to prison. If they were sent to prison, they have a network of NGOs and lawyers there to get them out immediately. They have friendly judges and DAs and prosecutors on the books and on the system to downgrade their charges or do very lenient plea deals. So not only do they suffer no repercussions in an absolute inverse of what happens to 
don't know, somebody, you know, on one hand, you got a guy who put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. He goes to jail for 4.5 years. You throw a brick at a cop's head, you might get $10 million from the city. So not only have they not punished these people, not only have they not investigated them and actually charged them with the crimes that they were committing on camera constantly every day for six months throughout 2020, not only have they not been punished for that, they are being rewarded to the tune of tens of millions of dollars by the cities that they destroyed. Cities across the U.S. have agreed to pay out a total of more than $80 million in settlements to protesters injured by police during the 2020 racial justice protest, a figure experts believe is unprecedented and will rise further as many lawsuits are still paying out. Three years after the brutal murder of George Floyd by – I'll correct the the record here – himself when he overdosed – At least 19 U.S. cities will pay more than $80 million to protesters who sustained various injuries as a result of law enforcement actions, ranging from being tear gassed to being shot with projectiles and have and have filed dozens of civil lawsuits. Uh, This professor at this law school says this is unprecedented. I've never seen a wave of settlements for police brutality like this in American history. And it wasn't police brutality. What they say is, quote, thousands were traumatized. Yeah, they're traumatized. So they go and riot. They go and do this. They go and light police cars on fire, attack cops. Cops respond in the way that they're trained to and in a way that is specifically designed to be as least damaging as possible. Tear gas, rubber bullets, right? These are the non-fatal interventions that they always do when riots happen. And because these people got tear gassed and shot with rubber bullets, we are now paying for them. We had to pay for the privilege of having them destroy our country. $80 million in two years. Madness doesn't even describe it. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. TurboForce Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy. TurboForce Plus. Now in a canister. Stronger and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com. Back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof. Sold out for over two years. Just going to get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. Infowarsstore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force. Infowarsstore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. Infowarsstore.com. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Back, ladies and gentlemen, now the American Journal has begun. We're going to finish up talking about not just Black Lives Matter in particular, but the fallout of Black Lives Matter, the racial terrorism that we've been faced with ever since then, as the unfounded and ridiculous claims that the entire Black Lives Matter movement was predicated on. I just haven't come to fruition. You know, there hasn't been the evidence of the claims that they expected. What we have instead is the exact opposite. And people fabricating situations 
where they try to portray white people as being racist and hateful towards blacks. And even when it's proven to be utterly and completely false, they just double down and pretend like it's true. Because I, I don't know if I need to tell you this about the organization that is almost entirely composed of communists and grifters, but they're, they're not exactly that interested in honesty or reality. They're just con artists, and that's how you need to treat them. So this is a follow-up to the city bike nurse who was just trying to go home after a 12-hour shift, six months pregnant, trying to get on her little bike, bike home after a hard day's work, only to be surrounded and assaulted by a gang of young scholars, cyclists, Lunchtime rowdies, black criminals, I guess, is the, is the correct term for it. So this, this saga has gone – it's been an interesting one. First, the video came out. Anybody with even a lick of sense understood immediately who was at fault. And um, spoiler alert, it wasn't the pregnant woman crying. She wasn't the bad one in this situation. That was obvious. But because it was – uh, apparently, you know, what they've been looking for, an example of racism, a white American doing something bad to a, a, a black person. I mean, you got to jump on this because it doesn't actually happen ever. So, you know, when you've got something that you can pretend is that, you got to just jump on it and run with it. No need to fact check, no need to be moderate or thoughtful. Just run with it. Spread the race hatred quick. So. Everybody ran with it, called this woman horrible things, got her fired from her job, uh, doxed her, you know, sent people after her, tried to find her address so they could um, carry out vigilante justice against her. Again, she was fired, had to hire a lawyer. The lawyer then proves beyond any shadow of a doubt that she was in the right, as she has the receipt with timestamps showing that she did, in fact, rent the bike. She was just trying to go home with the bike she rented when the black guys were stopping her and lying about it and then filming her knowing that the media would be on their side because, again, who has time to fact check when you're trying to prop up a false narrative? So this is, this is the saga. Video goes viral with completely wrong context. Everybody on the left jumps on this woman, calls her horrible things, claims that she was attacking young black men, and this is somehow evidence of uh, racism in America. Then the truth comes out. Their entire story is just blown out of the water, just shown to be utterly and completely ridiculous. Half of the people said, hey, huh, gee, like even Vosh uh, Vosh, whatever that, that leftist communist goblin, um, whoever he is, even he, like they asked the question, they're like, well, why, how did we get this so wrong? You know, what, what was it about this that, that made us jump to to conclusion like as if they're actually having some sort of introspection as if they're actually asking this question wanting an answer to it when the answer is obvious because you're all bigoted idiots all right i told myself i'd try not to condemn these people as much catch more flies with honey than vinegar right i mean i don't want to just call these people hateful despicable morons but I don't know. The sky is blue. These people are hateful, despicable morons. So I guess it's just what I'm going to have to do. I guess I just have to point out 
the hateful, despicable morons. Not just being hateful and despicable, but good lord, are they stupid? We'll show you. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. We'll open up the phone lines for your calls. No guests today, so we'll be taking your calls throughout the next two hours. Go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call here on American Journal. 1-877-789-2539. What I really want to know is what you thought about the Ron DeSantis announcement yesterday. What you thought about Donald Trump's reaction. What you thought about the whole thing. I want to hear what you think. 1-877-789-2539. Remember, there's well, there's only one way to really support us to go to InfoWarsStore.com. But the way you can help to spread our message and help support our mission is by sharing our content, by going to Band.Video, hitting the share button, getting the disguised URL to post on social media, or downloading the videos yourself and re-uploading them. If you want to see a model of how to do this, Zero Foxtrot on Twitter, Z-Y-R-O Foxtrot on Twitter. He's been uploading some of our videos. It's a very nice little watermark of his own username uh, on it. He he puts like the original air date in the bottom right hand corner, cuts down the segments to the parts that he likes, and then uploads them in in perfect quality by downloading them from Bandot Video. There's a download button right there. You get the HD quality video of it, and it really does help us spread our message. And that's what this is all about, after all. So thank you to everybody who does that. Of course, you can go to Go to my Twitter account, Harrison Hill or Harrison H. Smith on Twitter. You can see a link there to AmericanJournal.bio.link where you can see all of our social media outlets from TikTok to Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and of course our Substack is on there as well. So, however, you can uh, help us to spread this message. Of course, the Substack has all the articles that we cover. So, anything I talk about, feel free to fact check me. Go do your own research. Offlimits.news, you can find it there too, harrisonhillsmith.substack.com. This is the way we wage the info war. So we're going to continue talking about Black Lives Matter, and not just the organization, not just the fact that cities are now paying tens of millions of dollars to the very people that burned those cities, but also the fallout and ensuing violence and racial hatred that has come about by the lies that Black Lives Matter has been spreading. So in the story of the city bike woman, she was in the right the whole time. Video was obviously taken out of context and used to spread more blood libel against white people and racial hatred against white people and demonize and disparage this woman in particular, even though she didn't do anything wrong. When the truth came out and the lawyer provided the receipt showing that she was in the right, she had rented the bike these black guys were assaulting her and stopping her from taking the bike that she had just signed up for and, and rented and was just trying to go home. Half the people who co- had covered this deleted their videos and said, uh, you know, maybe we got this wrong a little bit. You know, maybe maybe it's because, you know, white people are just so racist that we thought that's what was happening again. Right. They come up with these weird excuses. The other half of the people have doubled down and said, no, even though we were wrong about everything, that actually proves we were right because she was weaponizing her white tears. Okay. well, now there's a new update to this. The brother of the black guy involved in this. I'm sorry, the sister of the black guy involved in this, her brother that was in the video, uh, came out and and made a video showing screenshots from this guy's phone, proving once and for all 
that the pregnant woman was in the right and he was in the wrong. But she, I, she doesn't realize this apparently. She thinks she has something that she's – she thinks she's proving her case, but she's actually providing all of the evidence necessary to firmly put a lid on her entire lie showing beyond any shadow of a doubt that it was in fact the woman's bike, the, the black guy in this situation by his own screenshots had returned the bike minutes before and it was no longer his rental. He had, he had returned it. So we'll go to this video again. This woman and the guy that we covered a couple of days ago, Tizzy Int, he was the one that when it came out that the nurse was in fact the victim in this. He was the one that came out and, and pretended that wasn't the case and said, no, we're still right anyway. He posted this video. He thinks this proves the nurse was wrong. The woman in this video thinks this proves the nurse was wrong. It, it Just the opposite. It literally proves the nurse was right the entire time, and she provides timestamps to prove this once and for all. It's very bizarre. Again, here she is presenting evidence that her brother was in the wrong, but she's presenting it as if he's in the right. It's confusing. This is what happens when you're dealing with extremely low IQ, low um, moral people who are not interested in what's true, not interested in defending victims, but interested in propelling a racialized hatred narrative regardless of the facts. Let's go now to clip number 16, the city bike Karen situation, as they call it. Let's watch. The only reason why Sarah Jane Comrie was able to produce this receipt for this bicycle is because she jumped over this young man standing right here who had his hands on the handlebars, jumped over him, jumped over him, impaled herself on his bike. Oh my God, she jumped over him and impaled herself? My God. How did all of this happen and how do I know what happened? Because that young man is my little brother. Bike number 5603915 was in my brother's possession from St. Nicholas Avenue, Manhattan Ave, all the way to 1st Avenue, East 30th Street, from the hours of 6.33 p.m. to 7.19 p.m. At 7.19 p.m., they dock the bikes. Sarah Jane Comrie walks up to them, asks, hey, guys, can I use one of you guys' bikes? She says this as there are other bikes sitting idle at the bike rack. Mm. I doubt that. They politely decline. She asks them again, mentions that she's pregnant, and they still decline. Then, with my brother standing next to the bike with his hands on the handlebars, she jumps onto the bike, jumps sits on the, on, bike, on the bike, and scans the QR him. code, thus beginning her ride. Yes. Mind you, the bike was in my brother's possession what at this What was time. it? You just said he docked so it at 719. is from Ooh, six minutes after the previous ride ended. As you can see, 7.25 p.m. Previous ride ended 7.19 p.m. Uh-huh. These gentlemen, gentlemen, these boys these did not steal this bike from Sarah Jane Comrie. Yes, they did. She stole You're the bike from them. It. Then we proceeded to weaponize her whiteness. Weaponize her whiteness. These are just hateful liars. It recorded at 7.24 p.m. Close to 7.25. Um, my brother's ride that was in the previous screenshot, starts at 725. Mm. The initial ride bike. where my brother rid, rode the bike all the way over to the this bike dock ended at 719 p.m. Yeah. There were a number of bikes at the bike rack already there when she arrived. So the only uh, – we, we just take that. I mean she, she keeps going. She keeps to, the, the, the racial hatred uh, spreading. Yeah, we can keep it uh, running there. We just don't need to hear her lies anymore. So the only thing that I guess she's trying to prove there is that like – she 
the, the, the nurse chose the bike that he'd just dropped off rather than a different one, which it's like when you're dealing with people who have already shown that they lie about everything, like this is one thing that we don't have proof for and wouldn't be a bad thing anyway if she's like, hey, I'm, I'm renting a bike. Can I use that one that you just returned and are no longer paying for and is not yours? And uh, so that's the big crime. I guess that was that was the issue. But I also don't believe that at all. I have the feeling this woman just walked up and saw a bike and clicked it. And then this dude who'd returned the bike six minutes earlier was like, actually, this is my bike. She's like, no, it's not. I just scanned it. This is my bike. So she just completely blew the false narrative out of the water. The the guy's sister just eradicated his entire argument, proved him completely wrong, and proved this poor woman completely right. The pregnant woman. Uh, Sean Fitzgerald, actual justice warrior. Friend of the show says on Twitter, not only does this video prove that he docked the bike at 719, giving up possession, and the woman got it at 724, and then the black kid took it from her at 725 on video. It also proves that he didn't just write it after and redocked it in the same spot at 731. He just took it to idle. He, he didn't actually want the bike at all. He just was trying to mess with this woman. And a Destiny noted uh, left-wing blue-haired twink says lol this is hilarious so this video basically confirms that the men were in the wrong it actually sounds like they docked the bike and wanted to quote hold it without actually paying the time for it so they're essentially just trying to block others from renting the bike without justification you know we always talk about the fact that one side of of this divide is living in reality and the other one is not there's a certain point where it's like it's not like you're just not aware of what the reality is. If you have all the information there. You just gave us the timeline showing that he docked the bike. It was no longer his. And five minutes later, this woman comes up and they still act like she's in the wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a 1,000 left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you and thank you for your support. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within 
and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Cover still, and we want to take your phone calls. If you want to call in, still some open lines. 1 2539. Just cover this story because it's barely getting any attention. I only saw it because Mike Shelby, Gray Zone, posted it from yesterday from NSA.gov. NSA and partners identify state-sponsored cyber actor using built-in network tools when targeting U.S. critical infrastructure sectors. The NSA and partners have identified indicators of compromise associated with People's Republic of China state-sponsored cyber actor using living-off-the-land techniques to target networks across the U.S. critical infrastructure. Saying, quote, cyber actors find it easier and more effective to use capabilities already built into critical infrastructure environments – a PRC, that's China's state-sponsored actor, is living off the land, using built-in network tools to evade our defenses and leaving no trace behind, said Rob Joyce, NSA cybersecurity director. That makes it imperative for us to work together to find and remove the actor from our critical networks. Translation, there's some Chinese guy with like a laptop and a solar generator traveling around the United States, living off the land and hacking into critical infrastructure from the bushes. Kind of a big deal. To assist network defenders to hunt and detect this type of PRC actor malicious activity on their systems, NSA is leading U.S. and Five Eyes partner agencies in publicly releasing the People's Republic of China state-sponsored cyber actor living off the land to evade detection cybersecurity advisory today. Partners include the U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, the FBI, the Australian Cybersecurity Center, the Canadian Center for Cybersecurity, the New Zealand National Cybersecurity Center, the United Kingdom National Cybersecurity Center. They say for years, China has conducted operations worldwide to steal intellectual property and sensitive data from critical infrastructure organizations around the globe. Today's advisory put out in conjunction with our U.S. and international partners reflects how China is using highly sophisticated means to target our nation's critical infrastructure. The joint advisory will give network defenders more insights into how to detect and mitigate this malicious activity. At the same time, we must recognize the agility and capability of PRC cyber actors and continue to focus on strong cybersecurity practices like network segmentation and ongoing investments in promoting the resilience of critical functions under all conditions. But also we're letting in tens of thousands of Chinese people through the southern border. But also our border is totally open, and we know that there are busloads of Chinese people being sent by China through the Darien Gap up through Panama, through Mexico, to the southern border, where our DHS is just asking them their name and then releasing them into the country. So the NSA is sending out alerts that there's – some Chinese actor living off the land, eating berries, I don't know, 
hunting rabbits, living off the land. Like they, I guess they know because it seems like you'd be able to do this and just like eat at diners and fast food restaurants while you do it. But apparently, this guy's straight up bushwhacking it, and they don't know who he is or where he is. They don't give any examples of the critical infrastructure that he's hacked already. But apparently this is happening. Apparently the Chinese are sending in their version of Bear Grylls with a laptop and a satellite uplink and are hacking critical infrastructure. Not being reported any other platform. Crazy. There's the cybersecurity advisory. Completely insane. What else is there to say? We're being, we're just so being set up. So at the same time, we're saber rattling with China. There's so much more to this. And we, we can get into the international stuff a little bit later. I was going to save some of it, but just on the war front and all of this, you just have so many crazy stories. Russia signs deal to deploy tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. Pretty big deal. Russia arrests Ukrainians playing to nuke power plant strikes. They arrested two Ukrainians who allegedly planned to target nuclear power plants across the country. This coming as, and uh, I think I have the story later, but there's something else that relates to that. We'll, we'll get into what's happening with Russia in a little bit, but at the same time that we have the NSA sending out alerts about Chinese actors living off the land, bushwhacking it, and hacking into critical infrastructure south korea u.s troops hold massive live fire drills near the border with north korea south korea and u.s militaries were set to begin massive live fire drills near the border with north korea on thursday despite the north's warning that it won't tolerate what it calls a hostile invasion rehearsal on its doorstep thursday's drills the first of the allies five rounds of firing exercises until mid-june marked 70 years since the establishment of the military alliance between seoul and washington North Korea has typically reacted to such major South Korean U.S. exercises with missiles and other weapons tests. So we're there on on China's doorstep, on North Korea's doorstep, just pissing them off, just there to piss them off, and just practice invading them. Should remind you a little bit of Ukraine, right? We're going to push the envelope as much as possible so that when they inevitably and predictably react. In an appropriate way that a country should react when another country is staging military drills and practice invasions on your border, uh, then we can act like we're the aggrieved party and go to war with them, still pretending as if we did nothing wrong. When in reality, we are clearly a- aggravating them and pushing them towards this while simultaneously knowing that they are secretly invading our country by the tens of thousands and have terrorist actors in our borders, not being able to be caught by NSA as they travel around and hack critical infrastructure. I mean, either our government is the most incompetent that has ever existed, but they're not. So the only other option is that this is on purpose and they're setting us up for World War III because it would fulfill all of their greatest desires. The depopulation, the targeting and and mass culling of Americans, the ability to ration things, the ability to charge anybody speaking out against the government as enemy agents. I mean, world war, war in any regard, but world war in particular really opens up the door for their tyranny to expand exponentially. 
And it seems like that's what they're trying to do. With that, let's go out to the phone calls. Uh, Flint in Chicago. I want to talk about uh, DeSantis and Trump. Go ahead, Flint. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Harrison. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, before I get into the DeSantis-Trump thing, uh, in Chicago here, we have like we've had such a high influx of like illegal immigrants that uh, some of these immigrants like to walk in the middle of the median and like hold signs and walk and obstruct traffic. And um, what they'll do, I talked to one woman who was, it seemed to be Ukrainian, it seemed like. She spoke some English. I said, look, everything's hard right now. We, I don't have money to give you. And you're walking in the middle of the street. And she said, well, I don't, you know, I can't work. I don't have a work permit. I said, well, did you better go back? And that's the, the issue, Harrison, in, in, especially here in Chicago and with most of these immigrants, is that they don't have... They don't have the uh, the work permit, right? Stay, stay on the line, Flint. We're, so, we're going to come back to you. We'll talk about that, and we'll get your comment on DeSantis. We have Hobbs in Nebraska, Jason in El Paso, and others. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsTore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news. Today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Lynn in Chicago has called in about well, Ron Sanders, but First comment on the illegal immigrant situation there in Chicago. We're going to cover and show some of the reporting that Savannah Hernandez has been doing about the migrant situation in New York a little bit later. Chicago in a very similar situation. These massive first world cities, millions and millions of people. You can't handle a thousand immigrants. It's too much for them. Of course, they're getting tens of thousands. So they're freaking out while simultaneously virtue signaling to their sanctuary cities until it comes time to be a sanctuary and then they realize what a terrible idea that is but they're happy to let texas and the border states deal with this influx on our own it's so ridiculous but uh flint what is your uh want to finish up about the yeah the the immigrants but i just want to hear what you think about desantis yeah so um yeah just to finish up so these people don't have work permits so basically what's happened is they've created a permanent uh welfare class which is 
unafford we cannot afford it. And you know, I feel bad for these people, but because they don't have work permits, it's I mean, what's the answer? There, there's just no answer. So that's well, the quagmire with that is because they just totally screwed us. I mean, um, the, anyway, the, the, so, good, the good news is that um, they did not appear from nowhere. They, in fact, came from a country where they are citizens and don't need a work permit. They can just work there if they want. So you can just send them back. It's it's actually not that complicated of an issue that you could just they could just understood. go back to where they are and, and they can work there. I mean, they're citizens of a country. So um, I know Correct. I'm not I'm, I'm, they, I'm not I'm not trying to be rude to you. I get it as a. But I mean, come no, I mean on, I you just send them back, tricked. right? I mean, everybody's everybody's been tricked, right? I mean, they were tricked to come here to become a voting block just to not have just to become part of the welfare class here. But that's you know that that's all I had on that topic basically. Okay. Um, what what do you what are your thoughts so, about the so on the DeSantis announcement? So the DeSantis, it's not surprising, right? I mean, he was going to run. Uh, he doesn't have a chance against Trump during the nomination, but we still have this systemic issue of you know not, not fixing the voting. So yep. it's just going to. It's I feel like it's kind of like a moot point that you know this voting issue is especially here in Illinois. They have now finalized that mail-in ballots are now permanent. I mean, so you're never going to get a Republican nominee in the state of Illinois going forward, ever. So it's 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 just our voting is broken. So yeah. you know, when do what's our court? What's our recourse? I, I don't know what that is. You yeah, know, yeah, we have to we anything. have to roll back. I mean, all of the mail-in ballot programs were done illegally. None of them were done through the legislature. We, we have to roll them back and not allow them. We have to stop ballot harvesting. Other people want to, like, compete. Well, no, we'll do ballot harvesting, too. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. That's not, not possible for Republicans to ballot harvest right. in the way that the Democrats do. So, uh, yeah, we just have to stop it. I mean, again, these things, seem, yeah, these things seem insurmountable, but the solutions are incredibly easy. Send the illegal immigrants back. Well, make it illegal to do mail-in ballots. It's the way that things were forever. It's really not that complicated. It's just that there are cheaters in the way trying to stop us from making a system that is reasonable and, and right. not so, easy to cheat. The problem is the state legislator here in Illinois is completely solid Democrats, so they're not going to overturn this. It's going to be permanent and, and until we can reclaim power, and if you can't fix the voting – how are you going to reclaim power? It's yeah, like a, you're, you're, you're exactly right. A, I mean, I think I honestly, I think the solution is to abandon these places that are solid Democrat for places that are at least uh, lean red and capture those and fix things there. And then uh, Texas and Florida should secede from the union. But that's just my opinion. Thanks for the call, Flint. Let's go to Hobbs in Nebraska. I want to talk about the DeSantis fail. Ooh, it was it was cringe, cringe worthy, wasn't it, Hobbs? Hey, good morning, Harrison. Good morning, Info Warriors. It is your boy Hobbs from Roads to Liberty. Hey, uh, real quick, if y'all could uh, go to our Rumble page real quick and subscribe, that would be great. We're going to be talking tonight with a former Nebraska Senate aide about our recent constitutional carry bill that was signed into law. And tomorrow we're going to be talking to Mike Shelby. Oh, excellent. I know that everybody enjoys him. Ah, very nice. Roads to Liberty, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, so... uh, about the DeSantis thing, um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty bad. He uh, 
he really dropped the ball. Uh, I think the reason he held off so long and did it the way he did it was because he wanted to have some plausible deniability. Uh, I think he was just waiting to see what the outcome of all of these lawsuits and criminal charges that Trump was up against, to see if any of them would make him ineligible. And I think that whoever convinced him that running was a good idea finally convinced him that it's now or never. Uh, maybe it was maybe last night's poor performance was some type of intentional or subconscious self-sabotage, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I, I'm not in the guy's head. But uh, I apologize for the subterfuge, but this isn't really why I called in. Um, I've been trying to get on the last four days. There's uh, a friend of mine in Indiana contacted me about the ATF or allegedly the ATF trying to entrap people at gun shows in Indiana. So um, he, uh, he told me that three weeks ago, two African-American gentlemen, he sent me pictures of them, two African-American gentlemen with uh, shaved heads, short beards, and your typical button-down shirt and khaki pants attire, were uh, walking around telling people that they were in the ATF, taking pictures of people's inventory uh, two weeks ago. They got into an argument with a body armor dealer about the law. And then uh, the gun show last weekend, they were trying to sell a short-barreled rifle and several forced reset triggers, claiming that the law changed and all one needed to take possession of an NFA item was a bill of sale, which is clearly illegal. Uh, He said that they were specifically targeting young black men and old white men two demographics who would be most interested in these sorts of things and the least informed on the specifics of the law. And uh, when he was confronted by my friend's wife, who had a printout of the, uh, the NFA and all the things that, that go into dealing with NFA items and the owner of the venue, they promptly ducked out a side door and were nowhere to be seen. So if you're in Indiana and you see two men doing some suspicious things that match this description at a gun show, be on the lookout, and I would advise anybody who's attending gun shows over the weekends to be on the lookout for similar shenanigans because we've seen the ATF do some blatantly illegal things before and nobody holds them to account. So get video evidence whenever you can. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if this is if this is going on, you need somebody who's, who is involved or, or sees this happening just needs to whip their phone out, put it in their front pocket, start recording, and uh, capture these guys on camera to, to warn other people. Because I guess what you're saying is either... These guys are just criminals. They're just pretending to be to ATF agents, but really they're just criminals and they're trying to like sell illegal guns to people or they are ATF agents and they're trying to entrap people by selling illegal guns in order to then charge the person who buys the illegal gun. So either way, not not good guys that should be uh, unmasked for whatever they really are. Very interesting stuff, Hobbs. Thank you for that call. Anything else before we let you go? No, just uh, tune in tonight and tomorrow, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody subscribes because I'm starting to lose faith that I'm making any difference with our subscribe numbers being what they are. Roads to Liberty. Let's let's boost those numbers on Rumble. Well, thank you uh, for that call, Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs, if you're on Twitter, man, tweet at me. I'll, I'll retweet it. You'll get you'll get some followers. Um, I'm I'm happy to help out a fellow info warrior doing the hard work of actually making content and trying to spread the word. And it's you know. We, we, our audience has jobs. We all have to work. You know, none of us are just sitting around accepting George Soros money to be professional activists. So if you're out there working on spreading the message of the info war and exposing criminality and tyranny in this country, then we want to support you. So tw- tweet at me, Hobbs, and I'll, that's, that's the biggest platform. I'll retweet some of your stuff and hopefully get you some followers that way. 
Uh, and of course, you can always follow us. There's Roads to Liberty on Rumble. Uh, a moderate start, but the road to liberty is a long one, you might say. Caved with the blood of our enemies. Just kidding. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to go after your phone calls, but we have so much more to talk about from net zero to war in the Middle East, to war with China, to war with Russia, to the boycott. So much more. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3 has been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back. This is The American Journal. Still so much to talk about. We're, I can't believe we're at the end of the second hour here. We still need to get into some of the international news. Massive developments everywhere from South Korea, China, to Israel and Iran, to Ukraine. Of course, everything seems to be kind of falling apart for the New World Order. Really, there's just too much to even um, overlay here. So let's start with a story that a bit fallen by the wayside, I mean, these things comes and come in ebbs and flows. Last week or the week before, it was all about southern border as Title 42 ended. A bunch of other crap happened that we had to focus on, but how's it, how's it going? How's the immigration system operating right now? Well, Savannah Hernandez went to New York City to expose the largest migrant hotel in New York City, she got an interview with a man named Carlos Arilando, or Arilano, 
He worked inside this migrant go, uh, hotel and some pretty disturbing things to say about it. Let's go now to clip number three. I was a side administrator at the Rowe Hotel. So in the hotel, we have close to 5,000 migrants. Anything involving this hotel, I was helping run it. Everything ranging from doctor's visits to medication is paid for for the migrants. Anything you can possibly think of, it's being given to them. Car seats, cribs for newborns. Uh, There's, I want to say, at least two to three babies a week being born at this hotel. The migrants being in those hotels have destroyed them. There's a lot of alcohol in these rooms. Housekeeping is there all week. And they'll clean it, and by the end of the night, it's, it's, there's kids getting drunk together. There's people hooking up with each other. There's multiple guns in these rooms as well. The alarming thing is that this hotel is meant to be a family hotel. You were actually showing me some text messages between a social worker about a drunk 10-year-old in this hotel. Can you talk to us about what happened there? Yeah, it was a drunk 10-year-old who was caught with a 14 and a 12-year-old, and all three of them were intoxicated. And when we looked them up in the system, the parents had checked out two days ago. So the parents just left them there? Yeah, the parents will leave the kids unattended in the hotel. We heard a security guard start yelling, uh, there's a gun on site, there's a gun on site. It was probably an upset person that we had kicked out of the hotel. I myself had been assaulted. I've seen other people get assaulted. I've had threats saying, you know, we'll be waiting for you guys outside. There's been times where staff has had to be, you know, escorted to their cars, to their to their trains. Because the migrants are threatening them. Yeah. Often at times there was migrants causing chaos with with shoplifting. The one instant where I showed you that video, uh, aside from being caught shoplifting, they started getting physical. And a lot of the times it was, you know, go calm the migrant down, get them inside the hotel. I've been doing this for five years. And... In my five years, this has been the worst experience by far. The city of New York does not know what they're doing, and it's only going to get worse from here. Just the beginning, folks. That, of course, is InfoWars alumni. Alumnus? Savannah Hernandez on Twitter at Sav says she's doing absolutely incredible on the ground reporting whistleblowers coming to her, exposing what's the real condition of the illegal immigrant New Americans, she's not the only one on this case. Uh, Border Hawk News also has people on the border. Let's go now to clip number six. This is federal local agencies in Mission, Texas, are preparing Enzalduas Park to hold thousands of illegal immigrants. As again, the surge continues and seems to only be growing since the end of Title 42. Let's go now to clip number six. 
Borderhawk News on the ground in Mission, Texas. Uh, over my right is the Enzel Duas International Bridge. Underneath of the bridge, we were driving around on that main road there, there's a large collection site for migrants that's been used in the past. There were buses coming in and out today. Not a lot of traffic, but there was a large area. You could tell there were restrooms, there were coverings, there was a lot of law enforcement kind of in the area. We talked to Border Patrol kind of outside the area, and we asked them, has it been busy? Has it been slow for you? This has been pretty slow since Title 42, which is what we've heard numerous times now. We were also not allowed to go into the area, which was interesting. Kind of a main drag, turn left down into the collection site, directly underneath the bridge. They told us we were not allowed to go there. About 200 yards down from where we were is the Enzel Duels Park. Now this park is, is pretty famous. About a year and a half ago, it was reported by local media that COVID positive migrants were being housed here. The park can hold about 5,000 people. Recently it was reported as of May 11th that they were gonna open the park again and get it ready for a migrant settlement. So local, the Hidalgo County and local law enforcement is taking over this. There were a lot of fish and game down there. So we enter the park. We had told Border Patrol we're gonna enter the park, enter the park, make a little bit of a left turn there. And we were immediately stopped by Fish and Game. Guy pulled right up next to us, said we weren't allowed to be here, said that we were trespassing in a restricted area. And again, this park has recently been opened as an migrant staying point. There's a sleeping area, there's processing, and then from there they can get bussed into the interior. Um, very aggressive law enforcement, again, fish and game guy, told us to leave immediately, escorted us out of the area immediately, uh, followed us all the way out to the exit there. And again, this is just a park. There were playgrounds, there were people working in the park, a lot of law enforcement staging area. We were told we could not be there, though, and had to leave right away. The coordinated invasion of our treasonous government, cooperation with the UN, various NGOs, Catholic charities, Continues apace. That was from Border Hawk News. You can follow them on Twitter at Border Hawk News, borderhawk.news. Again, both that and the Savannah Hernandez report, sort of in the, in, in the InfoWars cinematic universe. So we continue to cover the just shameful activity of our government. The article to go along with Savannah's report is that Post Millennial says exclusive shocking details from New York's largest migrant hotel, drunk children, violence, guns, and drugs. Detailing that sit-down interview with the whistleblower Carlos Arellano, saying it was the worst situation he's ever been in. Again, it's just, we showed just a small part of the details of what's going on there as New York, I don't know. I was going to say fails to handle their migrant crisis, but it seems like this is the purpose. Maybe they're doing exactly what they intend. But another immigration news, Texas Attorney General Paxton sues Mayorkas and Garland over the CBP-1 app. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has sued the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Attorney General Merrick Garland over a new policy their agendas have implemented, their agencies have implemented, to facilitate expanded entry into the U.S. using a mobile application. The Biden administration deliberately conceived of this phone app with the goal of illegally pre-approving more foreign aliens to enter the country and go where they please once they arrive, Paxton said in a statement. Joe Biden, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the entire Biden administration have prioritized creating and protecting new ways – 
for illegal aliens to stream into this country no matter the cost or consequence to struggling American citizens. Time after time, he says, my office has shown that we will fight back in court to defeat their unlawful open border policies. We intend to stop this rule from wrecking farther havoc on the people of Texas. The lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court in the Western District of Texas Del Rio Division on Tuesday. The Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Justice are named as defendants. We'll see where this goes. I almost would like to see – I'd like to see it go the other way. I'd like to see it be the opposite in terms of who's suing who for what. You know, They pass laws that are just flagrantly unconstitutional. They have no right to do this. They have no right to create a phone app that gives illegal immigrants access to America and dates as to where to go and when so they can enter our country. They don't. I don't think they have that right. That's what he's suing over. He doesn't think they have that right either. Why isn't it the other way around? Why don't we just ignore that app and just arrest these people anyway? And then they have to sue us over what we've done. Why is it always the other way around? See, they just do whatever the hell they want, and then we have to go to the courts and try to find a good judge who will actually uphold the Constitution, but it's always paid off or corrupted, and we have to deal with it. Like, why not just enforce the law as it's written? And if they're like, no, but I have this app, just be like, oh, that's cute. Hand behind your back, please. Like, just arrest them. Just ignore their little app that they have, and then make the Homeland Department of Homeland Security sue you and then you know, try to make the argument that this is somehow constitutional when it clearly isn't. I'd like to see the, the actions reversed on this. By the way, a man wanted for murder in Texas in 2000 has been caught re-entering the border. So there's more terrorists and murderers on their way. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com.